Tonight on the show, we tackle jet ski races, naked yoga, and disco sex houses with the 1984 beach sex comedy, Hard Bodies. This is Manic Movie Monday. All right, let's talk about the wonderful world of hard bodies. Hard bodies. So you did the deep dive with Jaws 3 last time. So I decided to do the deep dive with hard bodies this time because, yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Or good on you. I found out a lot of information. I felt dirty enough just watching this at 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a pretty, um, well, okay. So I guess it's by design that you felt dirty because this movie was originally created to be sold to Playboy television. I read that. Yeah. Produced for that, um, based on a penthouse article. And I think we know what kind of penthouse article Um, they decided they wanted to make this, this movie for Playboy TV, but Playboy was like, Nope, not enough sex, plenty of nudity, Mm. not enough sex. We're going to take a pass on that. So they released it in the theater and it had a $2 million budget and it made 7 million. Ah, hence the sequel with some of the same. Which is just, did you watch it? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Because. Good. When I found out that the main character was the older cowboy. Um... Yeah, so, right. No, okay. So I'll, I'll have to I'll have to stop you there, seeing as how I have seen Hard Bodies 2 several times. And probably, okay. I've probably seen Hard Bodies 2 more times than I've seen Hard Bodies 1, which is really weird. Um, they are, they are in the same canon i guess but everyone plays different characters does that make sense like the actors there's actors there's that that appear in hard bodies one that are in hard bodies two but they don't play the same character so the character of scotty okay hard bodies one is played by grant kramer and that's he's from uh killer clowns from outer space and okay a couple other things but he in the sequel um is played by brad zutat and it's totally a totally different deal like scotty doesn't (laughs) scotty 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 no longer has the the business of um of the business acumen being out whatever he was doing in the first one he is now become like an actor i use the term loosely he has become an actor in Greece, and everyone who you saw in part one kind of has these different roles, like Ashby, who is in the first one as the singing cowboy. Yes, indeed. He's in the second one, but he plays like one of the roles of like the film crew or whatever. So he's not oh, so weird. I thought he was reprising his role because when I saw stills from it, I was like, he's wearing the same clothes. Yeah. Yeah. He looks the same. <laughs> Did you know though that I didn't even know this? Ashby is famous. Like yes. as in Well, the- I didn't know that. Right. I did not realize that he had a lengthy career as a, a musician. Country and- music writing yeah. career. Yeah. Very fascinating. That was badass. And I saw like he has an album cover, like an old school 70s, like Chris mm. Christopherson type album cover. And I was is like, Is there a oh. lot of chest hair? Is it like- yeah. Button at the metal 
Stop is the first. Okay. And he's from my creepy home state, so that's even cooler. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 as I have seen this movie way too many times now for one person to see hard bodies. Um, what was your? So your your was this your second time watching this? I'm, I'm not sure because <laughs> I'm still not convinced this is that movie. Right. Because, oh, yes. Okay. So we have to tell the audience how we know each other. Besides the fact that we both work the same type of job, but we know each other outside of yeah. work because of this movie. Ron was trying to come up with the movie in which um, a song called Party Time by 45 Grave is yep. featured, but not credited, basically. And I which it is not in this film it's not credited to be I wanted to be the savior here and I wanted to come up with like the perfect answer and I then said it's got to be hard bodies because it's the only one I can find and so Ron found hard bodies and lo and behold it's not the right movie (laughs) but this is how this is how we connected (laughs) either I have terrible memory or uh this is a mandela effect or um oh, that's awesome i didn't even think about that that it could have been a mandela something effect. i don't think this is the movie right. um right my right. recollection is it's this type of film it's a titty flick right it my recollection is that this film that i saw on usa up all night probably in the 90s was at a hotel in florida uh-huh and at spring break and there was a battle of the bands and there was the hot girl band who um obviously was going to win the contest but they had all these setbacks um but there was another band that was made to look kind of i don't want to say punkish they looked more metalish uh-huh. but not but not like how vixen looks in this movie <laughs> Um, and they performed party time and they did not win the battle of the bands. And I remember the band performing the song, unlike in this movie where it's hard to decipher if the band is playing the song. It's in the background. It's playing on the boom box of the creepy beat group that comes in and out. Mm -hmm. Also in the, I'm going to destroy jackass's party montage oh it's in there too okay yeah and the band vixen is playing well i don't know i forget what they're called in the movie but it's vixen hard bodies oh yeah right duh so yeah they're performing at this party and party time is playing but it doesn't look like they're playing it um so they decided to overdub some music over a band playing live at a party that's interesting as you said battle of the bands and i also sent you spring break and you said it wasn't spring break because that song's not in there anyway but yeah. that has a battle of the bands with a female band right so, malibu bikini shop has a similar aesthetic and has female band members playing stuff too but it's not the same it's not the same thing it's almost it has like to you, be this movie it's like, like you have three different movies and you've mixed them up together maybe 
maybe I was going at it out of a sleep state. Um, wow. I don't know. It has to be this movie. I just, my association with the song being performed is completely different. I gotcha. Well, it would be interesting to see if, because there are pretty concise lists of movies that Up All Night played mm -hmm. um, and when. So it'd be interesting to see if Hard Bodies played on the same night as one of those other movies that more fits that scene. Yeah, it, it totally, uh, it totally would be interesting to see if that if that charts. Um, yeah, we've got we have such a huge cast here. It's like, I mean, besides Scotty, who's yeah. basically a trash human. Like, let's be honest. Um, yep. You've got his girlfriend Christy, who her, is her her two sisters. She's got two sisters in this movie. First, I thought they were just besties. And All right, so one of her sisters is the real estate agent. Yes, right? one of her sisters is the real estate agent. The other one is just the sort of beach bunny that hangs out. And, the um, one that they try to hook up with. The Courtney Gaines, the yeah. The children of the corn. Yes, I know. Right? Okay. Malachi. Why would you That's, put Malachi? Malachi or Rusty, that, that is you, who he is. I'm why sorry. Why would you put Malachi in a, <laughs> in, a, in a beach movie? Like he literally know. looks like he's going to burst into flames. Yes. I feel bad for him. person with the most freckles. Yeah. More freckles than me. I didn't think that was possible. Um, and then we have the group of just, well, I'm not, okay. So Ashby, I have respect for because Ashby, at least during this movie, kind of stays out of the creeper vibe. You know what I mean? Like he's basically like, yeah, I mean, you guys can do what you want, but this is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find love ish. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, but, but not how you're going to do it. Um, then you have Hunter who's basically just, as I call him rapey McRaperston, cause he's just horrible. He's a yeah. horrible character. Then you have rounder who basically looks like Albert Brooks and LL Cool J had a baby. <laughs> um and then ashby obviously and uh yeah and then they decide to rent a malibu mansion on the beach at first i was wondering i'm like why is there a realtor there do realtors do rentals because that's not something right yeah strikes me like did you guys buy did you guys pay cash for this house <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and the basic uh, the basic plot of this movie, and it's very thin, by the way, um, is that Scotty is a beach bum who shirks responsibility. In fact, when you see his house, his house, and I use the term loosely, at the beginning of this movie, you're just disgusted and you're wondering why anyone would sleep with him at all. Yes, because yes, his refrigerator is full of mold. He is there's roaches in his kitchen. He has no. <laughs> like sanitary skills at no. all and and his his bedroom looks like an episode of hoarders it's really really bad and but yeah. apparently his dick is gold because this he's, he's movie got something this movie literally begins with him having sex and ends with him having sex so yeah um i think we've surprisingly with the same person established established why scotty is quote you know the hero of the story but um, so Scotty runs out of money, gets kicked out of his house and decides that he is going to teach these three middle-aged, I guess I'm going more, even though they said they just reached 40, I'm saying I'm pretty, 
playing fast and loose with the 40 here. Yes. I'm just going to say 50s and late or I think his, I think Ashby is definitely in his 60s in this movie. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yes. And uh, just decides to basically teach him how to pick up women. Um, uh, essentially. Pick up women of, in the most manipulative. manipulative yes. Um, and it's just gross. Possible gross ways. ways. Like not aged well. <laughs> manners of picking up women. This scene. The scene where I I have to give it to them because this was fantastic, but where Ashby puts the note in the bottle and the bottle floats into yes. the wherever that Sherman Oaks Galleria type shopping plaza is. Exactly. And she picks it up and it's like, come to my house, come to a party at my house. And it's like, no, because that's what serial killers do. Exactly. <laughs> We're leaving random notes all over the oh my God. area. And, um, yep, beautiful women are just like, this sounds like a good time. Yeah, there's there's a lot of montages in this movie. Um, I have to I give have them credit. One. I have one favorite montage. There's a lot we'll of there. them. There's yes, I hated of all of them except for one. Yeah, and and I mean, there's like the, like, hey, we're going to pick up girls montage. There's we're going to get ready for a party montage. There's the, yes. you know... I don't know. We're going to get there's ready for another party montage. montage. Yes, there's a, several of those. There's the, you know, hey, we're going to try on all the outfits in front of the mirror montage. Yep, there's that one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Yeah. So, so, so some, somewhere in this plot, uh, Scotty happens upon an all-female band played by Vixen. Yeah. Of Edge of a Pre-fame Broken Heart. Pre-fame Vixen. Yes. Pre pre fame, absolutely pre fame. Yeah, uh, and lays the same line of bullshit that he's been laying on everybody, which is that he can make them stars, and you know. Um, so it, it's kind of weird though, because like Scotty has a lot of scams, as yes. as, as Malachi which puts it, <laughs> is alluded to. Malachi right. alludes right. to the fact that well, you need money for rent. Let's just do one of our scams. We really do not get any backstory yeah. on that. What like, are these scams? Is it just this? Yeah. Is it, does he just do this all the time? And and if so, <laughs> are they right? Exactly. Because if if the story tells us anything, it's that he's trying to stay faithful to Christy. Um, I mean. Mm with the he kind of flirts around and he's definitely more you know tries to get the attention of of young ladies so to speak but he he seems to sort of straddle the red line somewhere yeah he's straddling the line at rape flirtatious (laughs) and also kind of creepy yeah we'll we'll get into we'll get into poor candy later but um yeah i i i struggle with scotty and that's I am not convinced that he's a faithful guy. I don't know if they want us to believe that he is, but uh, yeah, his his red line is rape. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it, uh, oh lord. I mean, it's, there's like you said, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of montages here, um, mm-hmm. a lot of partying. Yep, and uh, a lot of trying interesting to... characters, character actors in this movie. It, get women to yeah. uh, sleep with old men 
Yeah. Under under whatever pretense will get them to take their clothes off. What I like about Ashby is that Ashby comes by his conquest um uh honestly. You know, like he's just kind of hanging yeah. around. The woman, the one the first woman is legitimately interested in him and what he does. Yeah. As a business, which yep. is manure. Um yes. yes. This is um, he's, a, and, he's, a, he's a cowboy. <laughs> he I I kept expecting a relationship to blossom with the real estate agent. Yes, um, they alluded to that happening and then it that never pans out like almost yeah. as if they're just like oh we're too old for each other you know like i mean and he ends up with the naked yoga instructor or naked yes. yoga whatever she is i'm not sure um i didn't get her name oh fucker i didn't she's one of the only names i didn't get um hmm, shocking but uh yeah he and she pretty much lays it on the line she's like i like fitness and fucking yeah that's it and so she you know she tells him she's like you want love go elsewhere but you want to have a good time i'm your girl and he's like okay you know but of course at the same time he's also like man i'm too old for this like yes because she wants to like get up go for a run go for a run <laughs> a run on the beach on the beach after at like, sex at like 6 a.m and then go yeah. back and have sex again yeah exactly so i gotta give her gotta give her credit there's a lot of fit people in this movie. I will say this. Hard bodies. There, there's no eating in this film, really, except for except for oh, a very point. stale pizza at yes. the bodybuilder party. There's a very and we like, do go pick up food and an employee at the restaurant. Yes, they pick up the lovely Miss Darcy DeMoss. Uh, she is pre, really lovely. Pre yeah. boob job. Um, oh, and okay. she's great. She's she's actually in uh probably my, my second favorite Friday the 13th of all time. I would say she's in Jason Lives. She's in Friday oh, the 13th Part 6. Interesting. And she's fantastic in that. She was great. And she was on, uh, bringing it back to the Playboy. She was on Playboy's very first uh, soap opera, Eden. She was actually one of the stars of that. So wow. she's she's got good. some good. Soap opera. Okay. She does. She's got some good acting chops on her. And so this is like one her I don't know if this is her first movie or one of her first movies, but yes, they pick up they pick up they pick up Darcy DeMoss and uh throw her in what I think is a limo and they all head to the beach. Uh, which is the only montage I appreciated in this film. Was oh the yes, up. the 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 we're up all night limousine yeah. dancing montage. Yes. That's the yes. only montage I enjoyed. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant. I, I the it. only thing that would have made it better is if other iconic California people from this era would have popped into the like been in the limousine randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that would have been too silly or over the top, but I would have loved like if the director of the film or um the editor or whoever like Forty Five Grave or whatever was suddenly in the limousine um as they were driving down sunset boulevard mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah that was the only montage i liked yeah it's it's one of my favorites i actually hot take coming hot take coming i like the music in this movie i like mm -hmm. this sort of bouncy i know you're like dear god aaron but i do i like this sort of bouncy poppy rocky kind of different stuff i mean the soundtrack obviously was never released on it any wasn't format. i was surprised uh, when i went to go look for it um 
because I wanted to see if there were actually songs by Vixen. I saw that they were in the credits, but I wanted to see if they were on the soundtrack while I was watching it. And I was like, damn, there's no soundtrack. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's Which is, it, it's interesting to me because there is a lot of Enigma Records connections in this movie which okay do tell to me um because john st james was involved with the sound with with the music um and he does he did some music production um he is in the band ssq oh Um, okay because i did notice yes i did notice that there were ssq songs on the soundtrack and they were on enigma records label they were one of the more popular bands on enigma um and then ssq became stacy q Mm -hmm. um so john st james he has a really like he has a huge catalog of product production that he's done uh, from bands like Berlin and other huge bands. So um, I was because of that connection, it was even more shocking to me that there was no 45 grave mentioned in the credits. Yeah, it's and you know, what's funny is if you go on if you go on Internet Movie Database, obviously mm-hmm. it lists it in the soundtrack listing, but it says specifically uncredited. Yeah. It has a little star next to it. So. And besides the title track, mm-hmm. I think that song is used more than any other song. Yes, it is. Yeah, it it, it comes across. It, it comes into the film a couple of different times and di- yeah. different Scenarios. for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so the thing I loved about this movie was solely <laughs> the Enigma <laughs> Records connection. Um. It's a period of the LA music scene that I uh, really uh, gravitate to. Um, I find it fascinating, um, these independent labels that were existing when New Wave and post-punk and punk were all sort of fighting for status. And like Enigma Records sort of captured all of that on an independent level. Um, And so anytime I can see a glimpse into that era and like sort of live it in that moment, I, I, I it's fascinating. Um, that was my sole takeaway of love from the movie. That's uh, interesting. I know. Cause once we get to the whole, like, well, what we have changed, it's like how much time you got, like this, yeah. is, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, what do you love about the movie? Well, I love, I love anything that is 70s or 80s California related. Um, okay. I, I, I do. I have a whole thing for just that atmosphere, that beach type stuff. And I and I love beach sex comedies. Like I love, you know, Spring Break, Malibu, Bikini Shop, this one, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're all, you know, obviously they're products of their time. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily... I would say that the the screenplay for this is not the best. I mean, in, in dialogue wise, it's like really. Um, although, I think Ashby has the best lines, which is um, "Man gets tired of pissing on his own shoes." Brilliant. Uh, I don't fuck fossils for free. Great moment. <laughs> Incorporates that into his song, and he makes a song out of it. Like that, you that's know. That's, awesome. He's the he is he is the MVP of this film. Okay. <laughs> um. However, this movie does contain one of the, oh my God, one of, um, one of the more uncomfortable, uh, scenes in this is, uh, Candy and Candy's 
can't well candy yeah so candy is a character that gets introduced um she likes to talk dirty to guys but does not take it any further than that yeah and um what we used to call a tease a tease i guess or yeah i mean as we see in the movie when rounder I guess spends all night with her as she's talking. She was a holdover from the first party, right? She's she's one of the few that stayed. He wakes up with like blue balls. Yes. Yeah, because he's got the ice pack on there or whatever. Um, So she essentially talks dirty to the wrong guy, is what happens, and that wrong guy ends up being Hunter. You know, who we know is a piece of garbage anyway. Um, But now we're really going to see it, and she says something you know suggestive ish in his ear and he goes after her and he pulls his wine trick yeah yeah which which i'm gonna say this because i listened to another podcast i listened to several podcasts about this movie just to kind of see like what the general consensus was and someone's like oh well that was the trick that scotty taught him i'm like bitch i have watched this movie three or four times now and scotty never teaches him that trick that's a hunter trick the whole yeah. like i'm gonna spill wine on you and then oh you better take it off because it's gonna set you know um exactly thing. that's something that hunter came up with so anyway he spills wine on 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 candy and she's wearing like like surf like like kind of looks like she's wearing a body glove dress yes a body glove dress exactly yeah, yeah. and i'm like eh, it's not gonna set it's like and she's like oh so she takes it off and she's wearing you know a, bra a regular and bra and panties it, which i know i'm like eh, okay there were a couple of like uh choices if you will in this film this one being one of them with the whole like i'm gonna wear a bra and panties underneath this body glove dress and then the weird scene with the two sisters comparing boobs yes because that shit does not happen in real life okay no that is where they're giving in to some like male fantasy shit yeah if i accidentally wander into the dining room to get my laundry and i have my bra on my sister will literally run screaming in the other direction like she's <laughs> offended by that right okay so i know for a fact that sisters do do not do not do that they do not sit there and be it's like, a good message for all like, the men out there right why do guys like boobs boobs are so silly these are you know it's like yeah. no. it's like a bonding moment we're, we're supposed to like to think this is a bonding moment between sisters <laughs> it's really not <laughs> it's yeah. really not a bonding moment so anyway getting back to the most uncomfortable part of the movie candy uh is uh trying to wash her dress in the uh in the in the ocean and uh hunter comes up behind her and basically tries to rape her yeah, yeah. really no way of sugarcoating that tries to rape her and Scotty leaps from a cliff because he's on the cliff and then he's off the cliff completely uh, to try and uh, save her. And we kind of think that Scotty's kind of getting his sort of, I don't want to say redemption arc, but like he's becoming a good character, at least so we think. It's almost like two steps forward, 98 back uh, because mm. he saves her put it. Yeah, and he tells her, you know, he tells him like, man, you need to back the fuck off because she said no and no means no. And then Hunter promptly fires him as, you know, pickup artist extraordinaire. Teacher. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. That, like, oh, I can't rape women. You're right. fired. He's like, you need to get your <laughs> shit out of my Malibu house <laughs> by noon tomorrow. Um, and Scott is like, fine whatever so hunter disappears and um 
Scotty then proceeds to comfort Candy. Uh, and, and we, like I said, man, I was rooting for him. I really was, uh, until he essentially slut shames her and does the, uh, well, coaches her on, um, you kind of asked for it, Candy. Yeah. Because you can't talk dirty to guys because then they get turned on and things like this happen. Um, and then they sort of, they attempt to make Candy, you know, kind of a have a character that actually has layers which most of the characters in this film really don't this is a very surface movie i'm not saying that that's a bad thing necessarily this is like i said this is a product of his time this is a beach sex comedy they are not known for their morals um but you know he's you know comforting her and and you know she's talking about how men the only way men will pay attention to her is when she talks dirty Mm. and I will say this because we're an honest podcast. I used to do this. Now, granted, I didn't do it when I was in my 20s or 30s. I did it kind of in my teenage years because I figured that was a way to get attention. And it was. But unfortunately, you do attract, you know, just the wrong kind of elements, as it were. Um, And it's it can be a very dangerous thing to do. But if you come from a place of low self-esteem, as I did and as Candy did, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It charts, you know, the whole like, well, you know, they won't pay attention to me if they don't. And they think I'm stupid and they call me dingbat and all of these things. And so there's a sympathy, like you really sympathize with her character, you know, and then Scotty sort of calls her baby, which is, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have not established at this point (laughs) <laughs> that there's a brother-sister type relationship where he could kind of be gentle no. and, you know, no, we haven't established this at all. So all we kind of think of is Scotty's just like weird and creeper, creepery at this point. So anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was left thinking, so how is Candy different from the girls that got into the Mercedes with him or like, why does he treat her different? Is it because she is a resident there? Like, why is he trying to have this brotherly relationship with her? Right. And right. he hasn't really with any of the other women that nope. we've met this at this point in the movie. Nope. Not even Christy's no. sister. No. Or or any he's of the trying, other... He's trying to hook her up with, with the children from the corn. Or Malachi. <laughs> they do finally get together at the end of this movie. They do. Great, I mean, Pity sex. Is. That's just great. They have sex. She's wearing his hat. That's a pretty good indicator that, you know, things have happened there. But um, that, that's a trope that I absolutely hate is that whole pity sex. Um, my friend is so ugly, but he's my best friend. Can you please, please have just have sex with him? Because sex is meaningless yeah. except to him. <laughs> it means everything to him. It means nothing to me. It should mean nothing to you. So just Please have some pity sex with my friend, the gargoyle. So, so as if we can't hate Hunter enough already, yes, Hunter right. decides to climb the cliff uh, and go and hit on Christy and tell Christy that Scotty is down there comforting, quote, quote, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, Candy, and that Scotty told him it was okay to come up and hit on Christy. So Chrissy goes yeah. down, sees them, you know, in a sort of awkward side hug and assumes 
that Scotty's trying to Mac on him and then basically decides not to talk to him anymore. <laughs> so, so thus begins a sort of confusing uh, breakup kind of thing where they, they broke up and then they were supposed to meet at the bodybuilding competition, but then those weird dudes from the Who first are referred to as geeks. Right. Okay. One of them is Kane Hodder from Friday no the thirteenth. Okay. Okay. Well, Jason. He's fucking Jason okay. from Friday the thirteenth. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, geek. Total geek. He probably did the that- stunts for this movie, and that's how mm, because that's a good you know, point. the next scene is, you know, jet ski wars. <laughs> a lot of jet skiing in this movie and another point of contention for me because malachi refers to themselves as surfers we see no surfing surfing at all in this movie movie. at all unless you motorized surfboard is your idea of surfing which is a really cool thing like when i saw that i was like what is that i've never seen like i've never seen one of those either Boogie they must have murdered a lot of people with those. As a motor. Because <laughs> I've never off. seen one in my life. They were like, oh, this cannot be. We must pull this from the market. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they continue to just ogle women on the beach. And Ashby continues to be confused by the fact that he's dating a nude yoga person. And um, Rounder apparently has a big penis and that becomes a plot point which yeah doesn't really need to be a plot point but but this isn't this is this is this is the epitome of an 80s sex comedy i mean it is a farce you know (laughs) i'm just so i am conflicted in the fact that while i hold no reverence for this movie (laughs) and i am willing to um have a lot of cynicism towards its messaging i have fond very fond recollections of a movie like porky's and what is the difference okay i well i can oh dude we could do an entire episode on that but like i i think the main reason is character development Mm. i mean the characters in porky's are incredibly likable True. Even though they are, you know, they're they're smarmy teenage boys, and teen- they're still motivated teenage. by the same things. And a teenage, we're playing fast and loose with that term, uh, because everybody in that movie is damn near twenty six years old. Um, but but those characters, like Tommy, I mean, you know their names: Tommy Turner, you know Mickey, you yeah. know, you know, um, Pee Wee, yeah, <laughs> Wendy Williams. All of those characters. <laughs> um, you know, have different layers to them. Like, even though Pee Wee is, you know, just basically just trying to get laid, he's also trying to find someone that he likes. And he thinks he's kind of found that with Wendy at the end of the first one. And then in the second one, he's upset because he's trying to play a prank on one of his friends. And he asks them, like, who's the biggest pushover in school? Like, who's the who, who's the easiest basically and they say when yeah. Williams and he gets really hurt by that and there's this wonderful scene where he's uh he's in play practice and it's like behind the scenes and he's sitting on the stage and he tells Wendy his concern and he tells Wendy like you know that's 
that's how they're talking about you. And I don't like them talking about you like that. And, you know, and she explains how she got her reputation and that it was unfounded, but that there's nothing she can really do about it because people are going to believe what they're going to believe. Mm. And what an interesting dynamic when you think of how, so you could draw a parallel between that and how uh, Candy is perceived in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. the two worlds of differences and how they approach that. Very much so. Whereas huh. Wendy, Wendy is also, um, like, I, I feel like Wendy is a very strong female character uh, because in part two, uh, you know, she, she finds out that there's, you know, a commission, the commissioner and the commissioner wants to shut the play down, but he's playing like he's their friend and everything. So, you know, she dresses yeah. up in this incredibly crazy getup and they go out to this French restaurant in Miami and she just like makes a huge fool out of him um, and, and succeeds, uh, un, you know, really admirably. And then they take pictures of it. I mean, everything is just so crazy. Right. And, and I mean, in the third one, um, you know, she finds out that, uh, ball Bricker used to have a, uh, high school sweetheart. And, oh, right. And yes. They find him and they get them together and, you know, for all of Porky's being, you know, basically like, sex comedies um they have a heart they do like you know meets failing whatever the hell that score history or no it was math i think so meets like failing all subjects basically yeah yeah let's go with all subjects <laughs> like, everything um so he has to get tutors so that they can win the big game you know um tommy is you know he has his own stuff that he wants to like accomplish and and you know and i think there's a little bit of a crush on wendy too in the beginning mm -hmm. um as wendy lists him as one of the only people she's ever slept with because she says specifically she says some guy you don't know at summer camp tommy and you meaning peewee so yeah. you know she's obviously she's obviously, <laughs> she's obviously choosy um and then you've got in the first one You've got Mickey who, you know, has, when they try to go over to Porky's and Porky's basically beats the shit out of him. Right. And he just keeps going back and going back and going back because he won't be defeated. Then you have Tim who starts off the movie as an anti-Semitic character right. and as anti-Semitic towards Brian and by the end of that movie ends up friends with Brian and ends up standing up to his anti-Semitic father in his defense. So yeah, I mean, apples and oranges, as far as these two movies are concerned, you know, Porky's is like, we could, we could write, you know, a good paper on it where it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good point. Cause I had, I mean, I know we took the approach a little bit differently with hard bodies. At least I did. Um, but I had, a short story for Jaws 3. I literally have a page of notes for this movie. <laughs> I mean, my my notes for Hard Bodies are, are basically like the quotes, of course, and a lot of doodles of breasts. And yeah, young young beach con man teaches three old guys how to pick up women. 
Um, and what it reminded me of is, and I'm, sh- I, I don't know if you're going to remember this VH one had a show on in the two thousands, I would believe it would be. And it was called the pickup artist. And it was, um, there Title was this, familiar. there was this guy named mystery who wore one of those, um, those big top hats that you see at like the steampunk parties and like a velvet, <laughs> like a velvet jacket or whatever. Okay. And he, he held these um, like classes at like a mansion. Cause I mean, it's fucking VH1 and the early aughts, of course, everything's in a mansion and teaching younger guys because i don't think there are any old dudes on that show but teaching younger guys how to pick up women like how to lightly insult them so as to get their attention you know like just the kind of the kind of shit that us women are just you know gross yeah (laughs) look past and you know because you know it's it's a man so he's gonna do stupid shit so you look through that in our 20s i i I will say this i think in my 20s i was much more susceptible to that kind of stuff i was i was much more susceptible to the kind of like sort of smarmy uh smart but not too smart funny but not like too funny um you know kind of kind of dude that had like like, I'm sure if some dude came and had like a fucking parrot on his shoulder, I would be like, that's the guy I'm sleeping with tonight. You know? You win. <laughs> the parrot now, has to be there. Whereas now it's know. like, no, that's not really my thing. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I would, I think the o- overall, this is definitely one of the more like eh, movies that we've chosen but we had to choose it because this well, is this is a very special film for us we wouldn't be here doing this no if it weren't we for wouldn't. this movie we so. wouldn't we would not be here but i will say that we do not have to do hard bodies too because we just don't have to do okay i'm fine with that <laughs> there's really no reason i could say i was whatsoever. left with no longing or curiosity about it whatsoever no um and, so and, and like i said they're two different they're two completely different movies they're That's not so bizarre i and mean in the, the second director. one in the second one rags is like a tall sort of like he's actually quite attractive he's like got like brown hair in a tan and he's a more like uh mm. kind of ryan reynolds-y type character huh? uh sort of sort of ryan reynolds e uh surfer dude the same actor I, Got Not the same yeah. actor. Yeah, no. actor. Oh no, no, it's not Courtney Gaines. Like Courtney oh, okay. Gaines. I was gonna say, wait, there's like, no way he's tan. You're not gonna right, exactly. It's the same character names, totally oh. different actors. What is going on with that? That is so weird. I don't know. Uh, unless they just tried to get the original cast and they were like, fuck you. I'm not doing that again. You know, or they it's read the, the same director. I'm pretty sure it's the same director. Is it the same director? Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna <laughs> We've got to go on the internet. <laughs> I, I'm almost because I was shocked that they gave this person another opportunity to, to do this again. Yes. Well, let's see. Let's see. Hard bodies. And his looks like his peak <laughs> peak in quotes is in quotes. a Beethoven movie. Um, like oh, one we of did the, the Beethoven sequels. movie. Okay. One of the sequels. Mark 
Griffiths is the director of part one. And then part two is also Mark Griffiths. Okay. Why did they do this? Um, There's no other redhead freckle people in all of two? Hollywood. I, well, I in all of yeah. Hollywood that you could have cast. It's I not mean, like you were picking a, an esteemed actor for this. No, no. I mean, Brad Zutat is famous because um, he invented the software that enabled people to be able to listen to music on their phones. Which actor is that? Which character? He is he is Scotty in part two. Oh, okay. He did a couple of movies, mostly USA Up All Night type stuff. Uh, and then, you know, just made this huge discovery and owned this company and all this other stuff. And I think it was Zingtone was the name of the company. And he was the first to do it. He was the first mm. to discover that that was a way to do it. So, you wow. know. Right on. I know. Someone someone escaped the hard body's curse. In um, and then Grant Kramer, who plays Scotty in the first one, I only know him from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which is a movie I don't think I've seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we may. Well, I don't know. That one might be a little too on the nose. But um, mm. it has a fantastic uh theme song their theme mm. song is by the dickies and it's just the best oh. thing ever i've played okay. that thing. that's a step up yeah i played that I've, I've i've played the theme from killer clowns more times than anything it's it's really good so mm. yeah i'll that say that tonight. yeah um but yeah i mean overall and the, the fashion in it i love watching i love seeing just how terrible the bathing suits were back then the and there was a lot of were, dresses that yeah, had like ties. even the bathing suit on the cover like what's with all the ruffles and puffiness on the and the crotch like what is that yeah yeah like um yes. no terrible different. bathing suits were terrible yeah um the we're gonna go do um a wardrobe upgrade was oh. laughable what was like, yes okay because hunter ends up in something that like, basically looks like someone's pajamas yes and there's like, like ninja outfits like and... a black silk suit and then yes. oh and the jumpsuit what when they're going around trying to collect numbers and he's in this yes. like crazy <laughs> jumps he's in a jumpsuit for god's yes. sake okay. on the beach he is a male trying to rock that jumpsuit look at 50 something i was like and no, ashby no. settles on an even more country country like, outfit yeah then he started ashby with. pulls it and like i said before rounder ll cool j he's got yes. the kanga hat he's got the gold chains yeah he, he's got way. i mean yeah. yeah it was i was like oh what's why why would why would we do this to this character like it's not you know, I mean, I, I yeah, and um. What else did I hate about this movie? <laughs> uh, the acronym scene when we're learning about Scotty's plans for how we're gonna manipulate women into being naked. So he starts throwing acronyms at the older guys. Oh, oh, bigger BBD, uh, bigger, yeah. bigger, better deal. There was as in, another, you have to you have to present yourself as having something to offer, 
these local women because they will not sleep with you unless you offer them a way out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. what it's saying is yeah. like your, your, your life on the beach is so shitty that you yeah. need a way out is what he's saying. Uh, um, oh, how okay. did these, do we know how these three gentlemen came together? We like, only know that they're in business together. Um, so we don't know somehow the other two need manure. I guess so because when they're when they are deciding who to when they're deciding about the the Malibu fuck pad, um, they say specifically no businessmen. Right. We don't want any business. No men from the business. Now whether or not they're all hanging out at the same racket club or they are in fact all in the same business mm. uh because later on farnsey oh, lord in heaven that oh, i can't wait to talk about him oh my god um kind of sort of just permeates the room um and and sets himself on fire at one point and is is actually like you can't think like it gets any creepier than hunter and then farnsey oh farnsey come what is that what is he supposed to be? Is he? I, I was like, is he supposed to be? Is uh, is, is he Arabic? Is our is this their take on Arab? Did you think he was a little person when you first saw him? I thought that he. I didn't know what I thought. I I knew he was bald, obviously, because it's the yes. worst wig in the world. Terrible, terrible wig. Yes. Um, I because he's wearing. I, I honestly thought they were trying to pull him make him arab and oh, then okay. i was like why what huh and i was like oh texas oil and then i was like no but he's in the manure business so right hard to know like, who's this guy why is he dressed like that why does he look like that why were, why yeah. is he important <laughs> there were a lot of people in this film in sort of secondary roles and extra roles that you kind of thought maybe they helped put up the money yes. at some point. I had that sense that or, he financed probably a portion of this movie. Which so and so him. dentist decided he wanted to be in a titty flick and this is how this happened. He was right? in another movie. He played like a prison guard or something. And really? That's it. That's oh, all Farsi's that in another movie? <laughs> yeah. And it, there's no one in this movie that's even remotely connected with that other movie. Um, oh my God. Okay. So yeah. he must have been financing financing these kinds of productions. He had to been. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Is I was like, well, I mean, maybe he just maybe. or he's somebody's dad. But oh my gosh, what did like you can't look at anything else but him when he's on the screen because he's so over the top looking oh my god let's see um yeah that seems like that seems like they were trying to to because there was this really offensive trope in the 80s and i know you know what i'm talking about where it was like oil sheiks mm. and they all dressed the same mm. and they all wanted women. Um, it's in obvious. I mean, I don't know if we're, the, I don't know if we're, we're going with the, we're, we're going to stick with the narrative that Farnsey is in fact, you know, uh, an oil sheik, but um, in my chauffeur, 
it's in my chauffeur it's in protocol it's in several different movies where that comes a thing and i was like "Hmm, i wonder if that's they're trying or it was a kitchen sink situation where they were just throwing everything like they were just like you know what fuck it this movie needs this i mean can we talk about the fact that the film ends with christy going back to college but the best part of that is scotty's disappointed face when he realizes yeah. that she's going to college down the street. Oh, the one up the hill? <laughs> oh. He's like, oh, oh, that's 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 great, babe. You know, it's gonna be good for us, right? You're my world, right? And it's like, um, yeah, that's totally not when he because when she first tells him, she's like, I'm gonna go back to college. And he's like, Good luck. Like, yeah, you're gonna do great. I know it's gonna, you're gonna be great. do great. I'm so proud of you. And I thought to myself, wow okay so that's a very um empowered uh view and then you know and and then she's like i'm gonna go to cal state (laughs) is that the one up the hill oh okay well this shit just got Uh, awkward i guess we should have sex and finish this movie go back to my car bed (laughs) i know oh my god the car bed okay why is there a steering wheel wow what does the steering wheel do nothing could turn that mansion which there are elements of that place that are quite lovely like Mm. i mean the the living room the balcony the weird hot tub that kind of looks like a cauldron from amityville 3 um but the that bedroom is just a weird sex dungeon yes (laughs) it's filled with torturous lasers and and what i think is smoke or dry ice (laughs) yeah like that has to be like stocked up constantly did we get the dry ice for the bedroom in case somebody wants to use it oh that's right yeah (laughs) it's like and then we're gonna and then oh and then the disco ball the disco ball and like the bed gets it's a water bed oh it's a water violently And violently, violently. <laughs> like hurricane type waves. Wow. Yeah. It's it was like, turning who's getting turned on by that. And then even at one point he goes, Yeah, can we turn the can we turn the bed off? I'm starting to get queasy. It's like it was just a little too it's much. Probably for me. not at, that was probably not uh in the script. No, he was probably like, Ugh, this is just I've done this seven happening. times. Can yeah. we stop with this? It's like this is gross. Um, uh, yeah, I uh yeah. I thought. So I mean, for for a a slice of '80s sex comedy cheese, um, I, I believe uh, I'll say this: it's better than two. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. It's better I'm never than two. Going there. It's not as good as Spring Break. Spring Break to me has a heart, and I like it. I love the I fact know. that there is a there's a whole scene that is set to 38 Specials, Caught Up in You, where he's just trying to find this girl. And she's, he can't remember what hotel floor she's on. And she asks him, she's like, can you go down and get me a Coca-Cola? And he's like, sure. And he goes down to the very bottom of the hotel and gets her the Coca-Cola and he's going to bring her the Coca-Cola and he does not know what floor she's on. So he's going through all of the, he goes to every single floor. I remember floor that scene now. Yes. While they play the song yeah. and it's perfect. It's a perfect little, you know, there's, there's a, there's a sort mm. of romantic comedy element to spring break that is 
definitely absent here. <laughs> yes, I will. I will say that about Spring Break. There were moments that I kind of flash back to like young infatuation. Yeah, and I think that movie captured it pretty well. Yeah, because like, it's like, oh, I met this girl while we were on spring break in Florida, and I may never yeah. see her again. And I don't even know if he got her name at the time. I don't remember. But um, and he's trying to find her, and they're like going all over the place to try to find her. And then the one dude gets attracted to the lead singer of the band, and she's got the boots on up to her knees, and and he's just like, oh my so god, that who sounds is- like the movie he's like who is that and then she's like who is that and (laughs) and they're just like sex magnets and they just you know so um yes so you know spring break spring break great movie um i like i do everything about that movie makes me think it's that movie but the the song's not in the movie it's not in the movie it doesn't make sense it doesn't it does not make sense oh my goodness (sighs) all right right, so, so to wrap I, up no i'm not ready <laughs> really there's more to say about hard bodies i i i need to say my favorite character oh, who yes. i think yes. who's your favorite character is it ashby um it's a i'll be honest with you it is a toss-up between ashby and candy okay um that's that's cool i you know i ashby i, I I have no interest in and i think it's the whole texas thing i just don't <laughs> the clothes he's bald i i the cowboy hat and no, i just can't and like i wouldn't sleep with him but no. i would confide in him like a granddaddy okay but not in a creepy weird way my but, like, favorite I character would... is not a redeemable character Ooh. but my Hot favorite char- it's no don't say somebody Hunter. <laughs> no, no. Oh, My favorite character is somebody who is consistent through the movie and I think is probably the most realistic person. And it's Rocco. Oh. Rocco, the the owner of Hard Bodies. Oh my God. Okay. And becomes the, the, the band's the, manager. The, the coked up Jack Lalane. The coked up, yeah, Jack Lalane. He like straight out. He says Rocco. when when he's like talking about the band, he's like, "Can I sleep with them?" Um, he's just straight up. What is vulgar. he talking about? I can't remember if he's talking about a party or he's talking about the gig. And he's like, "It's fucking amazing, man! It's gonna be fucking great." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Cocaine." Yeah. There's a lot of cocaine. You know what? We didn't even mention that. The there is an, a lot of cocaine uh references and Mm. uh things that are alluded to in this movie like a lot of tapping on the nose yes a lot of you know like okay hello the 80s that could have been a that could have been um something that hard bodies did um that they could have been like the family guy of its time and just let us in have us let us have a glimpse behind the seediness of the reality of hollywood they could have done (laughs) well there was plenty of that in different i mean this is definitely not vice squad okay let me just say that it is not vice squad vice squad is the type of movie that although i love it and i do love myself some wings hauser and that is a that is sort of a masterpiece of slime in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. that is 100 percent 
the dirty, nasty element of Los Angeles in the eighties. It's like, wow. You know, I mean, that is, I remember, I remember the first time I watched Vice Squad, I, I swear to God, I was in tears afterwards. <laughs> Just I scarred. Was like, I was like, oh my God, the world really sucks. Everyone is <laughs> evil and selfish. You know, people are terrible people. Why did that pip have to do that to that girl? Yeah, no. So where, whereas hard bodies did not make me want to cry. Um, I mean, it definitely, I don't, I don't think it made me want a full on shower. It was not that level of like, oh my God, you know, um, I'm sure my 17 year old self probably, (laughs) I love this movie. 50 year old me is just full of like, I have to pull the blinds closed because if anybody sees me watching this movie, I, I have nothing to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for myself. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult to watch some of these movies with the with the hashtag me too lens. It's very difficult to watch these movies in the sense of like being a 40 something woman that was a lot of the women in this movie, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 you know, granted, there was some like carefree fun times of your twenties, you know, and and sure. a lot of like beach going. Uh, but then there are also some very like oh, like I'm you know, they think I'm stupid until I open my mouth and say this, and then they pay attention to me, and you know, sure. so you know, they had a they made an attempt to give this movie this much of a heart. Yeah. <laughs> very tiny 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 bit of a heart it's Um, okay to objectify just don't rape yeah because it kind of it's like it's it it walks that it kind of goes well you know this is okay but this isn't and you know like your hard and fast right your hard and fast line is indeed rape that's it yeah yeah everything before rape or anything in the rape family totally fine but hard bodies with its hard lessons hard (laughs) Hard, hard bodies, hard lessons. <laughs> that's the that's the soundbite from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do want to share my favorite line. And yeah. again, not a redeemable line from a redeemable part of the movie, okay. but it just struck me. Um, and it's when they're doing their bait and catch. The older guys are doing their bait and catch. And Hunter uh, comes up on the girl working on her bicycle, whatever she's doing. And he says, he's ringing her bike bell. And he says, I like ringing your bell. And her response is, most "Most guys guys do. do. (laughs) (laughs) See, that chick, you know, what's interesting is that chick knew exactly what she was about. And I mean, she was sizing him up. She knew it, you know, she knew what he was doing. And then yep. she's like, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah. He's like, well, and I don't, I don't pay I for think sex. There was an element of that where women were just like not having any of it, any of their shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like that was the empowered women of the movie. Um, and then all of a sudden, all of that just turned off when they got there manipulative manipulative game on i guess yeah because for for every one sort of empowered woman you know there were like 50 sitting in the back of the car 
Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, eager. Um, remind me because I feel like I wanted to write this down and I missed it. Was there a point in this movie when Ashby broke the fourth wall? Uh, I cannot believe this as someone who's seen this movie four times in a row, but I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I, I know feel like some, something happened during a party scene and I swear he looks at the camera and I was oh. like, oh, Oh, that's interesting yeah no, i did not know that that's a great that is you know not like i'm gonna watch it for a fifth time no nope. out. but um that's uh that's i feel like that happened pretty fantastic that's actually uh i'll have to look that up but yeah yeah I, there's there's something i wanted this movie because of the enigma records um connection I wanted to have a Return of the Living Dead vibe. Obviously not a horror vibe because it's a mm -hmm. beach movie, but <laughs> that sort of over-the-top campiness um, with ludicrous characters um, making bizarre decisions uh, all to a good soundtrack. And I feel... Cheated. Not, not, cheated. <laughs> yes, cheated. I feel cheated. Could have been so much more. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, obviously, this is a type of movie that there was in plethora uh, in its time. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people willing because hard bodies did make money. So there was yeah. a lot of copy and paste. Uh, this is easy. Let's just find some models that are willing to be topless or right. whatever. Um, and it's an easy movie to write, but I feel like that type of movie maybe transitioned into the nineties with like some of the spoofs, like Polly Shore did, um, you know, like those Blair Witch spoof and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like in the early 90s, we still saw, you know, Bikini Car Wash Company, Bikini Drive-In, Bikini Summer, Bikini Car Wash Company 2, Bikini Off-Road Adventure, that's a real thing, Bikini Traffic School, Bikini Bistro, <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, which is, which I call the SSBs, Save Something With Our Breasts. So nice. that's the like, oh that's my God, for this. we have we have one week to come up with $90,000, $90,000. However, will we do it with our boobs? We're going to save the Insert. orphanage, the, <laughs> the school, the drive-in movie theater, the, the church. whatever with our boobs. We're going to do it. We're going to SSB. <laughs> so the SSB. That's awesome. So the SSB was definitely a huge thing in the 90s. I mean, a good portion of PM Entertainment, I think, was which are direct serious direct yeah. to video. Absolutely no, do not pass go, do not collect $200. No way in hell are those going into the theater. They made a huge like video market and then later ended up on stuff like Skinamax and Showtime After Dark and right. all of those until all of those TV stations got taken over by new programming directors who were usually more on the family oriented or the Christian side. Yeah. And they made it their 
mission to cut out all late night type programming. Um, and which, I mean, in a lot of ways, if you think about the plethora <laughs> of, uh, of, of late night programming in the past, I will say 15 years, um, it's a lot of like borderline porn, you know, and some, mm. sometimes it, it went from being sort of erotic thrillers, you know, rich board housewives takes a walk on the wild side, um, realizes it's probably pretty dangerous out there, comes back, you know, um, it went from that to, you know, just basic, really explicit stuff for what they could show on cable and, you know, it's like, eh, then the, then the, whatever shred of innocence is left in that genre just gets obliterated. So. Do you think, do you think that even in a nostalgia sense that this could happen again, this era of movies, like, or is, or, or is it just never like for one, in my opinion, to make a hard bodies today, you would have to use a pseudonym. Yeah. Or you'd have to turn the tables. Yeah. You'd have to own it. And it would, just it would have to be like a opposite. Larry Flint type personality that like, it would literally have to be a movie about a woman teaching other women. Yeah. How to hit up, but which, which would it work because women you know, no matter what they look like or what they weigh, women are casting agents and men are the actors mm -hmm. and men are just knocking on the door going, Hey, can I come in and audition? It's like, okay, well, what are we going to do about those sideburns? Can we get rid of those sideburns? It's like, um, yeah. Okay. Call me. All right. Well, we're going to call you. We'll call you. <laughs> and then they disappear and then they come back <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Run gotcha. your case by me again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's the same. It's the same Seinfeld thing. It's the it's the yeah. you know, are you sponge worthy? And women yeah. have the ability to do that, whereas men don't really have the ability to be that choosy. No offense to y'all's gender, but, but it's true. It's it's a different <clears throat> it's a different thing. Um, I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see that working today at all. Uh, I really, I I could, however, I could see the erotic thriller be brought back because mm, yeah. that always has the suspense element there are new developments in technology obviously there are no more you know i remember the 90s was a big radio sex uh host time oh yeah where there were the so hotline. many movies that yeah. were just about radio sex <laughs> and it was like wow is this a fake is this really happening <laughs> man i live in such a boring place there's no sex talk radio in where it's, I live. There's a lot of that, and now there is none of that. So, yeah. so, so there are things that would have to be updated. Um, but yeah, no. Do I think the SSB or bikini titty flick type stuff could be done this day? No. And I will tell you this: there is a remake of Hard Bodies. Mm -mm. I know. What? Get ready to have your mind blown. <laughs> so. Was it done in like India, Pakistan? No, I know. No, exactly. You would think like, oh, you know, Bollywood got a hold of it and they made it better. No, they made this movie way the fuck worse. Uh, and and, and I'm, I'll go on record and say that. Uh, let me see. It is called, oh God. Harder Bodies? 
It's called Bored Heads. Okay. No, really. It's called Bored Heads. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so I was watching this movie on cable one night and I was like, is this hard bodies? Like I like <laughs> in my head, I went, did somebody take the plot of hard bodies and remake it? And then I'm like, yeah, they did. And then I thought to myself, now I have to Hollywood, watch this whole thing. I was like, Hollywood has officially run out of shit. When you are digging at a made for playboy TV, 1984 speech sex comedy to find something to release you've gone to plaid it's done all right yeah. let's see board you heads. Jump the shark as they say when did this happen when did this atrocity happen What's oh it's on tubi right now by the way folks if you're looking to watch <laughs> hard bodies and decide for yourself if you think it is yes. trash or treasure uh tubi is our has- go-to and it's free everything that you and it's ever want to fabulous and yes you too can watch board heads unfortunately um okay let's see gabrielle anwar who is she was That's a familiar she's, name yeah oh she was in a lot of like michael j foxy type movies that were out where she was like sort of the delicate sweet mm. semi-french flower uh let's see okay <clears throat> let's see <laughs> someone's like I believe I wrote a review for this online, which basically said, why are some, why is somebody doing this? Wait, let me see if my review is still here. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It's gone. Okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. Nobody objected. I'm sure it was pretty. Yeah. I'm sure IMDb was like, Hey, 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 coming in hot. (laughs) Let's take it down a notch. Oh my goodness. Tired bodies. Come on. Jesus. Okay. So it's got um, Bronson Pinchot. Wow. Yep. As one of the, you know, aging guys. Uh, David Packer, who is also from the 80s. I know. I'm very upset about that, actually. I had a huge crush on David Packer back in the day. Um, William Boomiller. I can't say that name, but he's famous. And... Yep, that is yes. And then the lead guy is somebody named hold on. <laughs> Alex DeVoe. I have no idea who that is, but DeVoe, D-E-B-O-E. No. And no idea. Nothing. He was in a it? movie called The Chippendales Murder. Oh. Yeah. Weird. I know. That sounds actually very interesting. Um, but yeah, so nobody nobody did anything. This was they, they they decided that they were gonna reboot that trope and 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 it failed miserably. So I think we've answered our own question. <laughs> yeah. Could you make this film today? No. No, not even Bronson Pinchot and David not Packer could Balky. save that movie. And they're awesome. So damn. Wow. It's just like that's uh that's a desperation level what who was it like who are you making that remake for no in this day and like i don't know what was the release date of that um it is 1998 okay so 15 probably 14 years 14 15 years yeah later yeah Mm -hmm. okay 
And it's directed by one of my favorite, I don't know, erotic comedy, because he directed all of Playboy's uh, films, all, all of them, basically. His name is John Quinn. And John Quinn, may he rest in peace, pour one out for my homie, um, was amazing. Like he directed all of these really cool Skinamax type movies that came out around that time period. But he also directed Cheerleader Camp, which we're going to do on the show. Nice. Fantastic horror film. So fantastic that I have the poster framed on my wall. So on that note, I think this is a good time to wrap up. I think we're done with hard bodies forever. We are done with hard bodies. Stick a fork in it because it is done.